We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Podcast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition, edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, don't give us any stars at all. Find us on the YouTubes. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Become a patron so you can get this podcast ad-free. Dave, people hate the ads. If you just pay $7 a month, you can get the podcast no ads. Um, happy Easter, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dave, how's your Easter going as you pound candy like a reckless maniac i mean i've already stolen so much of my kids candy i'm eating swedish fish minis i've got some just pounded some annie's organic uh fruit snacks uh there annie's organic i've been eating ice cream all day trash we had brunch after church I mean, i've just been i've been eating all day i didn't even really eat i didn't even really eat dinner you know it's like one of those days where like you have this huge lunch yeah and then, like that's it that's your only meal and you there's like you can't even fathom eating another meal so. yeah tonight's like the good it's old days day, but it's been good Relax. it's like it's just me and dave uh Andrew is in vacay uh, in Hilton Head uh, sending us pictures of alligators trying to eat his children um so Andrew's not with us. Kevin is off with the lady friend. Um, you know, uh, he ditched. He ditched we us. Um, we need. We need like porn music for the to doc. Play when well, we I got the about. ER theme. Yeah, but you know what? I'm thinking we need you know, some like '70s bass-heavy porn music to play now when we talk about him and his girlfriend. Yeah, so he's with the he's with the he's with the doctor lady. Um, you know. The Saints didn't make they didn't make a lot of news except they did one thing that drove me crazy. They signed that dude that was the number one pick 
in the 2017 names Ralph can't pronounce draft, which was freaking annoying as hell. Right. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, to Tai To Ya uh, Passinho. Um, so. Um, Pano Passignon. Yeah, he he literally when we did a when we uh, when we did a draft of names Ralph can't pronounce in 2017, he was the number one pick. Like Kevin was like, that's the guy, and the Saints went. I mean, there's no way. I mean, there's no way we're gonna go a whole season with you trying to pronounce that name. Like, you're gonna have to come up with a nickname like TK or something. K-Pa. K-Paw, you know? K-Paths. K-Paths. K-Pop. Thomas, you, you need, you need uh, a soundbite where it's like him saying his name really slowly, and that way I can just go, Thomas, hit the sounder, and, and the guy can say his name. Um, you got it. And, and we can do it that way. So, Find a two-year deal worth $4.5 million. Yeah, but that's the thing is, it's it's not much of it is guaranteed. The thing is with this, Dave, as we get to draft season, and and we'll get to the draft in a second about uh, the Saints. There, there. I was fighting with people on on the twitters about the Saints' horrible history at linebacker, but I think we need to talk about the most important thing in the world right now. That is, we joked about they're needing to be a parody account of me. And now there literally is a parody account of me on the Twitters and it has over a hundred followers. And yeah, like, that's a big deal. Uh, wait, is that why it started? Somebody started it because you guys talked about it on the podcast. We did. We, we talked about, we talked about it on the, one of the dailies, I think, or something. And anyway, it's a parody account and it's out of control. The dude has a hundred followers. He's got a screenshot of me with my eyes closed on WWL TV as the avatar, which I liked it better than that. Than my douchebag LinkedIn photo, at least. Because you gave it to him and told him, and you said, "Hey, use this." Photo yeah, I did. Instead. But he did. He he could have told me to fuck <laughs> off. You know. He could have. He could have. Yeah. But the real Ralph Malbro would never do that. <laughs> so no. no way. The there's no way the parody Ralph Malbro would ever do that. Yeah. But it was. But 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 in an, but in an, in a, in a incredible uh, instance of. Uh, blind luck whoever runs that account saw me in public at lunch <laughs> uh, earlier this week with my daughter my daughter had off from school because of the easter break and so i had to watch her uh for most of the day one day and uh <laughs> they saw me at felipe's uh, 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 on claiborne avenue and um so I've now I'm now going going back to it and thinking about everybody was there. I, I think I have it narrowed down to two people. I, I think yeah. I could, I think I could, I think I could pick them out of a lineup if I uh, if I had to. But uh, but well played, and uh, you know certainly you don't need to be worried about saying hello and introducing yourself or whatever because uh, people <laughs> do that all the time. I love to meet fans. That was me. Yeah, that was you, man. You came all the way from. That, that's the thing, Poland. Thomas. He's not really in Poland. He's really a college student at Tulane, and this is his. This is his like PhD. My name is Malf. Yeah, his. It's his. Ma- it's his. It's his. He's working on his master's degree, and what it is is 
He's probably a New Orleanian pretending to be Polish in Poland, and he's got the Ralph, uh, the the the, uh, the parody Ralph account. It's all part of a of like a his his his. He needs to get his PhD. That's my that's my that's my going theory. Um, but here's the oh we got uh, the, remember Xander's on vacation. Uh, his dad is uh, is at Andrew's house stocking Andrew's fridge with IPAs, which we always love. Um, perfect, perfect. So, so we're not gonna talk about Passagnon anymore. Passagnon is that how you say it? I mean, here's I the th- here's the thing with him. I and I I wouldn't say this if Andrew was here because he would just gloat and, and and lord it over us, Dave. But the NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter JJ Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I, I'm perfectly fine with Granderson sliding in and being just as good as Hendrickson. Now, he's not going to have 13 and a half sacks, but what's the difference between Granderson in year three and Trey Hendrickson going into last year? Not much. Tana Pat, passing y'all. That dude, he only, he, <laughs> he, he. he Never played football until he went to Villanova. Like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like Jimmy Graham. He's he's like the defensive version of Jimmy Graham, or he's like yeah. Onyemata 2.0. Yeah, well, that would be okay. Yeah, I don't know. He's 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 a raw talent. I mean, he's he's obviously like a physical freak. He's like what six seven. Yeah, uh, there there is six seven two eighty nine. I mean, Jesus H Christ. He I blocks mean, a lot of kicks too. So like. Because he's so to got right, so home. he's the right, and and I and I saw on PFF that he was, and I heard Andrew talk about it. He's, uh, you know, you could compare him to Margus Hunt, so he's Margus Hunt 2.0. But I, I, I mean, look, he, he's, you know, he he could he he could be a good, a very good rotational guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, I know the Saints. I think I saw the Lions were, you know, he was definitely somebody. I think the Lions were interested in. Uh, in looking at or picking up, um, you know, I, he's certainly not a throwaway, t- you know, trash pile, you know, you know, free agent. I certainly think it's he's worthwhile for sure. You know, one sack last season. The one thing I know, I know, but 
That was was that in the AFC Championship? Yeah, he's got he's got he's got more career sacks in AFC Championship games than he does in regular right. in four regular seasons. <laughs> right, right, which is kind of nuts. The reason I am mildly intrigued by this signing is, like I mentioned before, he's potentially Onyemata 2.0, and we like. Uh, Ryan Nielsen for the defensive line coach for Saints Dave he in my opinion he's the best defensive line coach in NFL or college like that dude he takes guys that are he took guys that are two and three star players at North Carolina State he made Bradley Chubb who's like a three star recruit he made him a top seven NFL draft pick right so he's proven that like he can mold dudes that are really raw or don't have experience or whatever, and he can make something out of them. If they didn't have Nielsen, I would be like, my opinion would be like, whatever, it can't body. I don't, I don't really give a shit. But because of what they have done uh, with Onyemata and Ryan Nielsen, they they work so hard to keep him on staff. Like I'm intrigued by this guy, and I hope he gets six, seven sacks, and I butcher his name all season long. I mean, six, seven sacks would be great. You know, my concern is like, okay, we just lost Hendrickson, so there's what thirteen and a half sacks. I mean, we've got to, you know, we've got to try to replace that production somehow. And I mean, I don't think this. I don't think the Saints have any one person on the defensive line that's going to do that. You know, no, nobody on the team is going to step up and all of a sudden get thirteen and a half sacks by themselves. Which means you got to have one guy get uh, six sacks. One guy get five sacks. One guy get eight sacks. Um, I think it's going to have to be a, a full team rotational effort. Um, you know, one one sack in the NFC Championship game. That's not going to. That's not going to. If do passing, it. And, and obviously, your- obviously, it's more than just sacks. I mean, obviously, you know that that's just one one particular stat. Obviously, you know they they may not be getting sacks, but if they're still you know Pressures. rushing the passer, getting in the yeah, pressuring well, the passer disrupting the pocket all that kind of stuff that's all still very good stuff so well you gotta the thing is with the saints defensive line is they a hundred percent have a ton of i think defensive line has as many question marks as corner and it's as big a need um and people yell at me on on twitter on that you know but like you say, they got. There's there's question marks. There's question marks at every position on on defense. I, I mean, you know, there, there's question marks at linebacker. There's question marks at, at in the secondary, of course. There's second. There's question marks on the defensive line. Uh, I, I mean, the one good thing is I will say is I feel like we are beyond. We're beyond the. Uh, the stone age or the, the, you know, the terrible age of <laughs> defensive coaching and defensive coordinators where, I mean, you really had no faith in them, you know, making chicken salad out of chicken, chicken shit. shit. But, but, but Dennis Allen, I think, I think he's earned our respect enough. And so, you know, maybe, maybe the saints don't have, uh, you know, Huge names uh, or big big talents and that kind of stuff. But it says pass a noy, pass a noy, pass a noy, yeah, pass a pass a noy, pass a noy, pass a noy. But pass a noy, pass a noy, pass a noy, pass a noy. That brings up 
you brought up a good point, Dave, about how we're out of the dark ages and we and we have more faith. We can trust. We can trust Dennis Allen. Yes, we can trust Dennis Allen. Uh, that he knows what he's doing, and that even though they don't have, you know, a plus talent or or you know, a, a big names, that that they're still he's still going to field well, a very good defense, and they're going to get it done the good old fashioned way. Well, I was fighting with some 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 Saints media people and other Saints people on Twitter. Some people were agreeing with me, other people were fighting with me. And it brings up a point is, you know, you you brought up a great point. Jeff Ireland, tremendous drafting. Dennis Allen has gotten the defense fixed. But I still said the point of I'm scared to death of them drafting a linebacker in the first round. I did a little Twitter rant on it. And here's the thing. The best linebacker the Saints have drafted, uh, Thomas, get the music ready. The best linebacker the Saints have drafted since 1995 is Anzalone. He's the best oh one. My God. Oh my He's God. the best one. And that, when you... I was, went, I was going down the list. It is, it is pretty bad. It is horrible. And the thing is... People on Twitter were like, well, just because they drafted horrible before doesn't mean the next one isn't going to be great. And they're like, well, they drafted terrible corners and then they got Lattimore. But I'm like, here's the thing. Before Lattimore, I could say they drafted Tracy Porter. I could come up with guys that they picked at positions, at least one or two. Linebacker, Dave, it is an abyss. And the thing is that the thing that's scary is it encompasses all of Mickey Loomis's time as GM. Like, they fluctuate from they draft guys like Anzalone with the physical skills to guys like Courtney Watson who have no physical skills but produced in college. They draft C. Grant who can run really fast but got injured and didn't know what to do. They draft James Allen who all he ever did was catch a touchdown, catch a, uh, an interception in the end zone from the punter of Tampa. Cedric Hodge, remember him? Um, it's it. Their linebacker drafting is ho- horrific, and I just don't trust them that they know what they're doing. And Zach Bond, the latest one, he scares me the most because they drafted him. He was a defensive lineman at Wisconsin that got a bunch of sacks and was great at rushing the passer. And the Saints are like, no, 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 all that cool stuff you did in college, forget all that shit. We're gonna make you be a linebacker, and you're gonna drop into coverage, like. You know, Thomas has the graphic, the, the Hall of Shame. Yeah, Ronald Powell, Alfred Fincher, Stephon Anthony, read- James Allen. Like, it is a... No, you don't, you don't have Stanley Arnaud on there. I know, we don't. I mean, you I only mean, had... He only had so much room, Dave. And we only have Marvin so many... Mitchell, we only Marvin have so, many, so much time so in this podcast. Martez Wilson, Nate Bussey. My favorite is Col- Kyrie Colby Ford. Buckwalt, Colby Buckwalt, Courtney Watson... Corey, Kyrie Fort is my personal favorite because he fell asleep in meetings because he had narcolepsy. Like, he is one of my all-time favorites. We did a bracket of worst Saints draft pick ever. We grouped all the ha- – there were so many of them. We grouped all the Hazlitt linebackers together as one thing. Um, my right. God. Uh, it's a lot I've of bad. Got, oh Nate Bussey, Jesus. It's a lot of bad linebackers and it's and the thing is, it's a lot of bad linebackers and yeah, Caden Ellis is a low pick. Ronald Powell is a fifth round pick. Martez Wilton, Nate Bussey. But Stanley Arno, Kyrie Ford, those are fourth round picks. Kikaha, second round pick. Like those are not 
those are not like low draft picks. Those are those are middle to upper round picks, and they're all terrible, Dave. I'm scared, and the evidence shows they don't know what the fuck they're doing at linebacker. Like they just. It spans 26 years now of not knowing what the fuck they're doing. I'm going to stand there or no. I just, I just laugh about Juge that. tweeted that out, Vaughn has six tackles. He's already the third best linebacker on this list. <laughs> Stanley Arno and Chip Vaughn, Chip Vaughn were both picked uh, from the same college within three picks of each other. Uh, I always remember that. I got to laugh out of that. No, actually, I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm about to blow your whole, your whole thesis up. Do it. Uh, I'm about to make the whole thing invalid. Um, because I'm on PFF and, um, actually in 2017, when they drafted Alex Anzalone, they also drafted after Anzalone in the same round in the third round, they drafted Trey Hendrickson and he is listed as an outside linebacker. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Trey Hendrickson (laughs) is the best linebacker they've ever drafted. That is f***ing stupid. No, it is Wake not. Wake up. It is not stupid. <laughs> Dave coming right with here. the f- It's on PFF, Pro Football, Pro, Pro Football, I'm sorry, it's on PF, Pro Football Reference. Uh, and Pro Football Reference is, they are the Bible of uh, statistical detail. He was an outside linebacker when he was drafted. Oh, my God. <laughs> your, your argument for the Saints knowing what they're doing at linebacker is Trey Hendrickson, who was also also Trey Hendrickson is probably the best long snapper the Saints have ever drafted because he was a long snapper as well. The best the best linebacker they ever drafted turned out to be a defensive end. Turned, turned out to be like the best defensive end they've ever drafted. <laughs> Andrew's dad says this show sucks it seems like they're missing something hey I won't say anything bad about Mr. Juge because you're like a super mega patron Uh, we miss Andrew Andrew it's Andrew it's Andrew Andrew. oh I thought it was his dad (laughs) Uh, Andrew shouldn't you shouldn't you be shouldn't you be keeping your children uh, from being eaten by alligators instead of uh, listening to this show, drinking uh, by a lake in, in Hilton Head or whatever the fuck you are. Um, yeah, if you're if you're available to be typing and listening to the show on YouTube, why can't you just be on the show? Yeah, he said, if only we knew what we were talking about. Yeah, come in, come in here, come hop on audio only uh, and de- and defend Zach Bond that. Trash heap yeah. of a linebacker they picked. I, and Andrew didn't know that Trey Hendrickson was drafted as an outside linebacker. No, he didn't. That's that might be no, the greatest. That might be the greatest piece of info you've ever. Uh, I don't think Sean Payton did. <laughs> you've ever delivered to this podcast. So Matt says Martez Wilson was a third round pick. Oh, no, by the way, Matt Martez, he was just off sides again. Just so you know. <laughs> Andrew says, my children are dead. They have been eaten. Uh, Tom Thomas, do we have funeral music we could play for Andrew's kids? Not yet. Uh, so, but Dave, they need, here's the thing, though. <laughs> this is the one, the one caveat. I know... <laughs> what, I know they need... That's a good beer, by the way, Dave. That's a really good beer. Uh, How do you know? 
I've had it. It's rally. This caffeine. one rally. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm it's drinking not- the. I'm drinking the dream sickle out of the Saints World Championship mug. Oh wow! But here's the thing. I know they need a linebacker. They desperately yeah. need one because Kawan Alexander, his Achilles turned to sawdust. Um, Anzalone, we know, can't cover shit. We saw it in the Tampa game. He's gone to Detroit. I know they need a linebacker. Dave, and my fear is completely justified, but how do I t- – oh, my God. He's got another graphic. This is it. Sean Payton's new joker. Trade away next year's seventh to move up in the third. Uh, he can play safety or in the slot. He's the next Colston. That's a seventh-round pick. Um, I like the Hofstra University made made the list there. The only the only linebacker the Saints could pick that would get me excited would be Go Tigers. Would be Jabril, Jabril Cox from LSU. If they pick him, I will. They will never do that. They I will pretend never, like this never. podcast that they don't know what the fuck they're doing when they pick a linebacker. I will pretend like it never happened if they pick Cox from they LSU. Would. And, I, and, and if they pick they Cox from LSU, Thomas, it's just we're just going to do a whole podcast of this. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. On a loop. Go Tigers. Probably be our most listened to podcast. Does, does Tulane they, have a linebacker they could pick, Dave? Uh, no. We've got, you know, they've got Patrick Johnson. They do. would love to see them. I'd love to see them take either Patrick Johnson or Cam Sample, uh, both uh, uh, pass rushers. Uh, you know, obviously, I think they're going to be later round guys, but I would—I mean, I would love to see well, them I, take take one of those. Guys. I will say this: if they don't go dra- if they don't if they don't get drafted by anybody, they better be picking them up. Uh, UDFA after the draft and undrafted. Yeah, totally. Well, I will say this: we did a mock draft in the locker room app live last Wednesday. And by the way, download the locker room app; it's amazing. Every Wednesday, nine to nine thirty, we hop on live. We do mock drafts. Me and Andrew, Dave. I hope you can join us this week. We've been doing mock drafts for the PFF tool, we we do different themes draft, uh, and it's fun. And he was one of the options that we did when we had the uh, with the locker room mock draft last week because um, Saints yeah. needed an edge. I, the last time, the Saints, I don't believe, have ever drafted a Tulane player since I've been following the team. Like, I can't ever remember him picking a Tulane dude. Like, it's got to be 35-plus yeah, years. Up- yeah, I mean, I, they, they've picked up uh, undrafted guys, but they, I don't think they've ever drafted anybody. But going back to your earlier question, there's no way they're going to draft an LSU guy in the first round. Uh, no that way. just doesn't happen. No way. No, 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 no possible way. Um, no. So. Um, Give that up. Matt says the, dra- that the on the Draft Network app, um, teams can contact you about a trade. Um the, the the thing is with the mock draft tools is you can set them uh, to like realistic or not realistic. PFF, they were offering fucking ridiculous um, trade options. Hi, this is Ralph Marlboro from the Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, 
MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof to us. You can make fun of me, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. I know you're you're like me. You don't like the draft. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't fucking scout these players. I mean, I care because I want the Saints to get good players, but... As we get closer to the draft and you like are thinking about the Saints roster, like in your in your ideal world, like if I told you they can get an awesome defensive end, an awesome corner, an awesome linebacker first round, oh what do God, you want? Stop. Oh, I, I only get one of them? I thought you were saying I could get no, all of those. No, you get you God get, damn it, Ralph. You now get I'm one of them. It's you not, we're not going to have the 2017 draft again. Oh, man. Uh I'll probably take cornerback. I feel like mm. that's I feel like I that's think... pro- probably the most important. I feel like that's going to make the biggest difference. Uh Yeah, I think I'd go cornerback. And here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing with corner is JC Horn had like a ridiculous workout and so he's going to be like probably like top 12 now. And Dave, I see it's lying season in the NFL because people are saying like (laughs) – people are leaking rumors that like Justin Fields from Ohio State, like he can barely read. He showed up. He's the the last one in the building, the first one out. Like horrible rumors. And they're saying that like the Saints are interested in the the quarterback from Florida, Kyle Trask. So my thing is – do we need to start rumors about players we like for the Saints? Because the Saints Happy Hour podcast, we have almost like, 10,000 like, followers. Juge breaks <laughs> news occasionally. Should we start to spread false rumors like J.C. Horn? I mean, I heard he murdered a hobo. And if I was an NFL team, I wouldn't want a person that possibly murdered a hobo on my team. So do we need to start spreading horrible, false Potentially slanderous rumors for players that we want to say we want to fall to twenty eight for the Saints. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to make them. You've got to make them realistic. Like realistic. like your fake. Yeah, your fake scenario of being of of somebody murdering a hobo in in cold blood. Um, you know that's a little far. What would be? You, you've got to. I'm. I, no, I got here. You got to make up. The rumor has to be like realistic. It, yeah, the realistic, but it's it's yeah. So it's got to be like. He attended the birth of his firstborn child instead of and, and missed the practice, <laughs> and or, so all the and so all the old head football guys are gonna be like, oh, I, I can't, we can't, we can't draft him. He's he's got to be 100 percent football. Like you know, you got to be at football practice instead of the birth of your first child. Oh, yeah, like he was <laughs> he was on Snapchat with a with a model 
during practice or he was looking at Pornhub on his iPad during the biggest game of the year during practice. Like that kind of realistic rumor. We can't do yeah. like like murder is out. Yeah. I think well, I think that's a good said, point. Fuck Roger Goodell. Yeah, I think we need to <laughs> I think we need to focus on like work ethic rumors not like murder or crime because that's not yeah because that's that's, pr- that's provable like you can't like like if you look a ru- leak a rumor that like they murdered a family of four like they can they can they can easily say disprove that but like if you leak a rumor about their work ethic or maybe they're out of shape you know uh, yeah and also too no, i've been i've been um I've been listening to I've been trying to listen to more of the NFL Ringer podcast and they've been talking about the dress the draft and so now I'm you know I've been thinking about actual scenarios here. I mean like so so like what what chance do you give uh I don't know I just feel like they they they, they really seem to believe that this is going to be quarterback heavy. Like, I think you know, it's going like, to be like like top four picks could be all four straight quarterbacks. I think it's going to uh, be. I think Atlanta is going to pick a quarterback, or they're going to trade. You think Atlanta's going to take a quarterback. They're I think it'll take like a wide receiver. They're not going to take uh, the tight end, Pitts. Uh, no, no, I think or, Atlanta. Uh, no, um, Jamar I, Chase. I think Atlanta's either taking a quarterback themselves, or they're going to trade out and get a ridiculous amount of picks from a team that wants a quarterback themselves. And the thing is for Atlanta, if they draft a quarterback, it actually makes sense in this sense that if Terry Fontenot and the new coach draft a quarterback, they can say to Arthur Blank, you know, if they're terrible for two years, they can be like, look, we were stuck with Matt Ryan. We haven't even played the quarterback that we drafted yet. You can't fire us. So it could, in theory, buy them more time and more job security. So I think Atlanta could totally pick a quarterback. But I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I think Atlanta, I think Carolina is going to get so desperate they are going to give Atlanta something so fucking ridiculous that Atlanta can't say no. Like even though it's Carolina and you don't want to trade with them because they're in the division, yeah, division. they're going to be like, "We'll give you two firsts and three seconds and a player." And Atlanta is going to say, well, "Well, shit. We just hopefully the quarterback they pick is terrible, but we can't say no to this." Like there is an offer, right, Dave? That Atlanta at four would have to take from Carolina. I mean, so what if? Yeah, there's there's always an offer. There's always an offer you can't refuse. I think that was from a movie or something. I don't know. I never Don seen Cariello. it. The last Tulane, <laughs> the last Tulane player was Treg Sanji in the twelfth round Trey. of the nineteen eighty five draft. I wonder if he was related to my brother Martin English teacher, Mister Sanji. Maybe. Um, well, so I'm wondering. Well, I'm wondering if. What if there's a quarterback that falls a little bit? What if the Saints get into a situation like that? What if the Saints get itchy and the Saints? What if what if a guy that the Saints have always liked, a quarterback or whatever, falls low enough to a position where they're if, like, well, that's oh, a good that's move. a good value at that's a good value at sixteen. You know, we thought he was going to go at six, uh, but here he is at sixteen. Uh, 
I want to move up. I mean, like, what are are the chances that that happens? There's, there's, I mean, obviously there's so many different scenarios, but I I mean, I've thought about one, I've thought about that happening. Uh, I've thought about two. What I was saying originally was there just being this run on quarterbacks and other, you know, Cincinnati would probably take a tackle. I mean, so, so what if, you know, what if, uh, you know, somebody on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, there's going to be people that are going to start slipping if there's a, right. a run on quarterbacks that people. Uh, so that could happen. The Saints could either trade up in that scenario, or maybe they could just stay where they are and pick up the guy that they that they always wanted. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's you know. I think for the Saints, happen? if the ideal scenario, if you are a Saints fan, you want quarterbacks to go top four that's by the way that's never happened in the history of the nfl draft that a quarterback has gone one two three four they've had i think one two three one two two, three three. i think it's happened twice and one of the times was when it was was the saints were involved it was 1971 it was jim plunkett archie and Dan Pastorini, I think. So one, two, three. But if they go one, two, three, four, and Mac Jones would go later in the top ten, like that would be ideal because then you have those five guys. You know the the tackle from Oregon is going to go. That's six, and then you got the, a bunch of receivers. Then the corners get pushed down, and like like you say, Dave, the Saints have two third round picks this year, and potentially next year. They could have three because they got their own. They're going to get one for Trey Hendrickson, and they got one for Fontenot. So they got they got five third-round picks the next two years. And we know the Saints have no problem burning assets to move up. And a third-round pick in the first round will move you about six spots. So, you know, just do the yeah, math. Wow. And yeah, well, where are the where are the Saints sitting? They're sitting at uh, twenty eight. No, they're twenty eight. So I mean, I mean, I don't know. Just does like Patrick Sertan like could could he slide to like twenty? No, uh, would he ever fall that but he far? could he could he could slide like I could see J C Horn jumping ahead 15? of him if he if he got to if he got to fourteen a third round pick if he got to fourteen. Two, the two third-round picks could maybe get you to 16-ish, you know? Um, the, problem, the problem becomes, though, is if you call up a team and you say, I want to go from 28 to 14, and you say, you say to them, hey, we'll give you our number 98 and or our number 98 and our number 105 they don't want that they're like we want the 2020 set we want your 2022 first like that's what they would want so mm-hmm. so it becomes it becomes a problem but i, I do think you're right Dave. i think the defensive players are going to fall down the board and that's the th- that's the reason why i was we were talking we were joking about the saints horrific drafting at linebacker if somebody in the chat could could give me the pronunciation of the um, the, the Notre Dame linebacker phonetically, like spell it out. Really. Passagnon? No, no, not Passagnon. It's like it's like Kalua, Tona Kalua Mahai or something. Like we, me and Andrew, we did a mock draft, and he was the guy we picked. How do you I spell like Kalua? Kalua. He, he's a he's he's a he, he he's a guy that's like rated. Um, he's rated in the top. Uh, He's rated in the top fifteen, so like it would take a it would take a really it's a 
Owusa Koromoa is his name. He's a guy that every, every draft you see, he's a top uh, <laughs> Koromoa. He's a guy every draft you see him is, is top 15. But teams devalue linebackers. They feel like they can get him later. So he's a guy that maybe he could fall. And that's why we did the joke. Like, he's the only linebacker that when Andrew does his draft nerdness, he says that dude has no flaws and I would have no problem with the Saints picking him. Like to me, Andrew, to me, Dave, the thing that worries me about linebacker is whenever the guy, whatever guy the Saints are going to pick, whether they pick him, if they don't pick him in the first round or they don't pick this guy from Notre Dame, it, it, it'll be like, well, he's a really good linebacker, but he's undersized or we don't know if he can cover or he can't, he, he's not, he doesn't have good lateral quickness. It'll, it'll always be some horrible flaw. Like remember Stephon Anthony, he's like, he's got all the physical tools. If he could just put it together mentally, he's going to be amazing. Yeah. And he's a, raw, he's a raw, he's a raw talent. He's he raw. And he stayed he raw. Be coached up. Yeah. He stayed raw for four years until yeah. they traded him. I know. God. I hate him. Please I, don't draft a linebacker. I'm I'm not usually right about players that I love. Just in the pick draft. one off off the street in in week four of the preseason, like you always do. God damn it, that's where you get all your that's where you get all your Shanley, good linebackers. That, Paris yeah, Harrison. that's where you get, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, linebackers aren't to be drafted; they're to be picked up in week four of the preseason. God damn it! <laughs> after. After, after everybody Sean. knows that's where you get the good linebackers. That's where you, that's where you get the good ones. That was that's funny when when all their linebackers died and they had to do a trade with San Francisco to get Paris Harrelson, or, or I like to call him Paris Harrelson or Woody Harrelson or whatever the hell he was good, but he was already he wasn't he wasn't terrible, you know. No, no, he wasn't. He was definitely, definitely not. He was certainly a lot better than any of the linebackers we listed earlier that we drafted. Uh, i mean it this this draft to me though dave is it's potentially it's potentially bananas because i wonder i wonder because all the nfl draft nerds you know people like me we slander mac jones from alabama i call him alabama chad henny um, and all the draft nerds are like Twitter and fans bang on Matt Jones and think he's he thinks he's overrated, think he's like every other Alabama quarterback like A.J. McCarron and Greg McElroy, all of them. They were just along for the ride for a national championship. But NFL teams apparently love Mac Jones because he's a coach's kid and he's accuracy and he works really hard and blah, blah, blah. So like... I think for him, like, he could just set this draft to flutter. Now, by the way, Thomas is playing a tweet right now that I think might be my favorite tweet of the entire year. It was somebody who tweeted. A bunch in, of overthrows. It was inside the mind of Kyle Shanahan. It was Jimmy Garoppolo missing the Super Bowl winning throw two years ago. And then Kyle Shanahan at Mac Jones's pro day where he does the exact same thing. And Kyle Shanahan, he looks... As sad as I look when I see people playing Xbox with two functional hands. It's like something you'll never have and you can only dream about when you're asleep and your head hits the pillow. 
Like, look at that face. He looks so sad, Dave. Yeah, no, Mac, Mac Jones is this weird thing. Like, like it, it seems like the media... The media is not on the Mac Jones train, but it seems like more and more as we get closer to the draft, you know, NFL teams are all about Mac Jones. Here's uh, the thing, so, though. Here's the thing, though, Dave. Like, I don't know what's going on. There's there's definitely a discrepancy between yeah. public perception and uh, and and the the actual pe- the decision makers' <laughs> perception. Here's the thing, though, Dave. I I saw a mock draft from Todd McShay, and he had five Alabama players going in the first round that weren't Mac Jones. Maybe, just maybe, Alabama's team is fucking loaded. Like, he was throwing to wide open dudes. He threw to a Heisman, a Heisman winning receiver, and the Heisman winning receiver. And the other dude, Waddle, are both going to be like top twelve picks. I, I just like I want. I hope Carolina picks him at eight. I will laugh and laugh and laugh if that happens. That that would be the, the the only thing that would make draft night better is if Carolina picks Mac Jones and the Saints get a good player at twenty eight. Um. Yeah. People, the the parody account is stealing my uh, the the mouth Rawlbro account. He's stealing my chat my Bama Chad Henny uh, jokes, which I stole from Billy uh, Gomala, uh, a former uh, LSU, a former LSU writer. I, I stole it from him, <laughs> but I ha- but I have more followers than him, so I, I get and, and I'm on the TV box, so I get well, we gotta I get, get credit. We gotta get the parody account. Count more followers. So if you don't follow him already, follow him. That's at M Ralbro R A L B R O U G H. Yeah, everybody, everybody. M Ralbro. That would be funny if the parody account surpasses my five thousand uh, Twitter followers. Which I'm sad because <laughs> I right. I read something the other day. They had Twitter followers by activity and time spent on Twitter. By the time I spend on Twitter and the tweets I do per day. Dave, how many Twitter followers should I have if you guessed? If you had a guess. <laughs> like a million. <laughs> 47,000. And I have five. It's so sad. But I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning from Twitter to Discord. Because let me tell you, Discord, right. if you become a patron, it's the best place to be. Like Discord, those people are fucking ridiculous they're making ralph marlboro emojis you need people people in the discord they listen to the to the they, they're on the live stream tonight probably i want dave emojis i want kevin emojis don't just do a bunch of me with my lazy eye and crippled those. arm I emojis I, I think you were the last person to get an emoji I they're wa- not emojis they're uh well I, I guess they are i guess they're emojis yeah i don't know what they're they're just like ways to to, I don't know. Com, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what the hell. I don't know. So, no. you know, and that's another thing. If we we have Dave sent me a new shipment of t-shirts, and by the way, if you are a twelve dollar patron or higher, you will be getting your t-shirt this week. If you think you deserve a t-shirt and you don't get one in like a week or so, DMS will make sure you get your t-shirt. 
Um, but we have a bunch of medium t-shirts. Dave told me, don't buy the medium t-shirts. They're only for children. And I didn't listen to him. So I have a box of medium <laughs> t-shirts still left. But if you could come up with a good fake draft day rumor that push it, that potentially can push uh, a player down that could fall to the Saints, if you can come up with a good tweet, tag us and we'll retweet it and we'll give you a t-shirt if you can start uh, slandering potential draft picks and helping them fall to the Saints. Uh, it'd be like uh, our, our thank you for making the 2021 Saints a better football team. Your outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly better. Canon's sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon's sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon, clearly better. Hi, this is Ralph Marlboro from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, Every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Ralph was the last, despite Ralph having the greatest headshot. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, WWL, I didn't even notice, Dave. Not only do I um, not open my eyes, but when I do, I have my one eye open that is the lazy one, and it twitches, and it looks off weird. So I really, really do look like I'm either stoned out of my mind or I have a glass eye, are. like one of the two. Which one is it? Uh, probably. Do you really have like a? Do you really have a? Lazy I have eye? a lazy eye, but I got it. I got it fixed uh, when I was is in it college. The same side as your arm? No, it's the other. It's it's. Uh, and actually, oh, wow. no, you're right, Dave. It is. It is our. Uh, which is weird. Now <laughs> you don't you even get, know. When you get the <laughs> eye surgery, know. though, you can pick which eye you look out of. And I have one eye. My right eye, twenty twenty vision. My left eye. Things that are far away are blurry. I actually had the doctor who did it. Her name uh, was Monica Monica, and she did the surgery for me right in, the, right in the middle of the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal. And she was running for Congress. Monica, I had to Monica. use every ounce of my body not to make jokes every time I would see her. 
Wait, 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 wait! Your 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 surgeon, your eye surgeon, was running for Congress. Yeah, she was a she's an eye doctor. She ran for Congress. She didn't win, but her name was Doctor Monica. Big Congress, like U.S. Texas uh, Congress. No, like no, US New Orleans. Congress? That was when I lived in New Orleans. Like, like oh, 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 like it would be like this. It would be like the Bobby Jindal, Steve Scalise, Lakeview district. She ran for Congress. She was Doctor Monica Monica. She did a wonderful Mon- job. Her and her husband. So nice both. thing. It- so nice they named her twice. That's so nice they Wait named her twice. She did a wonderful job. The, the, the eye is still mostly I'm straight when I wear up. the glasses. It's it's fine. She did lovely work. Monica, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> and, this and is, at the at the time at the time of your surgery, she was campaigning. Uh, I think either. Yeah, I think because I had. No, she had probably already run because I think I got the surgery in 99 and she had run in 98. So she had maybe already run. Because I got the did surgery in 99, Oh, yeah, Candidate Monica L. Monica. <laughs> I'm not making it. How could I make that up, Dave? I know I lie a lot. That is You're Looks like her campaign headquarters address was actually near me on... Beth's place in Minnesota. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm just saying, she did a lovely job. I, I highly, highly recommend her if you need eye work. Um, Ophthalmologist in Gretna. She received her medical degree from Louisiana State University School of Medicine. <laughs> 21 plus years experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird too when you get when you get eye surgery when they do the lazy eye they put stitches in and then they do it like a clockwork orange where they put a metal brace on your face and then after you come out of surgery the next day they um, tweak the stitches uh, to straighten it and you can like feel them pulling on the stitches and they and they oh and they, my God. Oh. And they snip it they snip it and you're done and it, it's uh it's cr- it's crazy it's crazy yes very good thank you Thomas. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Monica, Monica, Republican Party, United States elections, two thousand two, Louisiana, first congressional district, two thousand two. So it was later. It was later than I thought. Yeah. It was later than I thought. Yeah. But so maybe I'm, I'm, I have my dates messed up. Maybe that must have been when I did the eye surgery. Uh, I thought it, I thought I did it earlier than that. See, I'm getting in my old age. The dates all blur together. Um, well, that happens. That happens, especially when you've got all that. Saints info you've got to keep like, that you cannot yeah. let go of. I can't. You I can't, can't let go. Let go. So you got to let go of all the other shit. I can't. I can't. I gotta. I gotta know. I gotta know Jim Everett's uh, career passing yards. I can't. I gotta keep that in my brain. I can't have actual eye surgery dates correct. I gotta only only so much can stay in. Um, but born October first, nineteen fifty. She's seventy years old now. Yeah. Yeah. This is Monica, this, Monica. this people say people say why what makes the, the she went Saint, to Tulane. What makes the Saints Happy Hour podcast special? Is it the and analysis? The is it the draft Virginia. analysis? Is it the Saint is it the Saints coverage? Is it the Saints history? No, it's just the fact that on a random podcast in on Easter Sunday, we will talk about Ralph's eye surgeon, Monica L. Monica, and uh how she ran. Wait, her me. hobbies are for photography, shell collecting, needlepoint, painting, playing the organ, singing, and scuba and snorkel activities. That makes sense because I remember in there her like office she had a bunch of shells everywhere. That's weird. Well, she was she collected them. Duh. Ralph. Yeah, well there you go. 
Could have been worse. Could have been Monica. Like <laughs> Monica L. Monica. Beanie babies and shit. Um, I mean, can we can we can we just can we just talk about how your parents, you you and your wife and your parents, and your last name is Monica, and then you have a child, a girl, <laughs> and you you know that your last name is Monica, and then you just go ahead and name your daughter Monica. Well, maybe, but I maybe, mean, maybe, can, maybe I, I'm trying to understand the thinking behind this. Maybe she married into it. Maybe it's her married name, though. Oh, uh, you know, maybe. Well, maybe. you can't. You, so, so okay, so 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 your name's Monica, and you wind up dating somebody whose last name is Monica. You, you got to keep the maiden name. You you know you, you just you just you just can't even you don't even date you you don't even you know you end it after the first date once you find that out. No, come on. I mean, I mean, it's uh, not. I mean, it's it's, it's it, is it is it. Is Monica yes, I guess Monica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep your maiden name. Yeah, you don't go with your married name. Yes. Is it Monica Monica has to be her birth name? That's but is it bad? Name. Is it is Monica Monica? Is it bad in and of itself? Is it weird or is it just funny to us because we are of the age of Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky? Like if if that no, didn't this has happen, nothing to do with no, this has nothing to do with no because. I, I, my first thought isn't even Monica Lewinsky. My first thought is Monica from Friends, to be honest. Oh, with you. yeah. No. Uh, so no, I, there, I I don't have any Lewinsky connection. My I'm my whole point of humor about this whole thing is that some somebody would name somebody would their last name would be Monica, and then they would name their child their first name Monica. They would it's willingly like, uh, name their child Monica Monica. It's like uh, the wedding singer when she's like, "If I marry him, I'll be Julia Gulia." That's exactly it. But that's marriage. But I don't think. But like you said, if she married a guy named with the last name Monica, and her name was already her first name was Monica, you just you don't take the last. You just stick with your stick with the maiden name. You're like, especially professionally as a doctor. Yeah, I didn't real. I didn't realize until I married my wife that like getting your maiden name switched to getting your maiden name switched to your married name is a fucking long ass process that takes a lot of time and work yeah and it's, yeah. Very, it's very one of my employees is actually getting married and she was just complaining about how much of a pain in the butt it is yeah it is a marriage gi- yeah it's a giant pain in the ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some things that it's easier to it's easier it's easier to buy drugs Thomas, you don't even know what you're talking about it's of easier to buy- yeah, I'm never I- making that mistake man <laughs> what are you talking about Thomas, you're so young and immature. You know, this is, we need Thomas to stay. We, we single. joke about how old Thomas is. We don't know how old he is. I, I, you know, just based on pictures, he looks like he's 27. But since he's Polish, that probably means he's like 12. But I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm hey, thinking, Tomas, check the timestamp on this. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking he's 27, but he's just—he's so jaded. He's just like he's—he is. He doesn't believe in love. He's he like believe, the, He's like Thomas. The, who hurt you? Who? You, you and Darren Ravel should get together. <laughs> it was Andrew. <laughs> uh, That's why I he's feel, not here. I feel like I feel like right as this podcast hits the big time and we become a even a bigger phenomenon than we are in Malta. By the way. Still number two in Malta. Number two. Uh, when we become even a bigger phenomenon in Saints World, right when that moment happens, Thomas is going to find love and whatever woman uh, he decides to 
uh, spend the rest of his life with, she's going to be like, you need to drop that stupid fucking podcast you do at four in the morning like a bag of dirt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're never going to hear from him again. He's going to ghost us, and that's going to be the end of it. Um, Don't. Ralph, don't leave all of our digital files. Uh, you know, make sure he doesn't have the only copy. Yeah, too of late it. for that. Too late. Yeah, for make that. sure he doesn't have the only copy. <laughs> too late of for that, Dave. All of our past episodes. <laughs> too. It's it, it, Dave. It is too late. Uh, last week, uh, Thomas can uh, vouch for this. My audio was a complete fucking calamity. Uh, I only recorded. I didn't even record you guys' voices. Or my voices. All I recorded was 120 Yo minutes cat. of the soundboard, and it was just every so often. <laughs> every so often, it was a Jim Mora drop, or my wife, or um, you know, or, or God, or, I hate to hear that. I yep. hate to hear that. All that. It was, that's all it was. That, that's how bad it was. So Thomas, of course, records the audio in pristine condition, and it was fine. Nobody knew it different. But that's where we are. Thomas runs the whole show. Without, without him, we'd sink. We'd be, we'd be done great. for. That's great. Uh, so speaking of that, Thomas, fire up the, uh, fire up the question music. We got to get to the, uh, for the, the questions of the people's. Finger guns. So before we get to uh, the question, I want to shout out. I think it was I think it was the Todd who did this on Twitter today. I, I tweeted out that I had an idea for a show where it's just my crippled, one-armed ass trying to do normal activities that people with two arms can do, like barbecuing steaks, and the Todd came up with maybe the best name for the show ever. <laughs> he called it Shorthanded. And it would be on the Discovery Channel. It would just be hijinks of like me trying to bring a cooler and a kite to the beach. and like, Or me trying to drive a school bus full of kids. Like all these things where like two arms, it's easy to do, but with me. I think that could be a hit YouTube show, Dave. I really do. I would I would watch the shit out of that. I mean, like think of it, like and it could be even like not even like life threatening things like me driving a school bus full of kids. It could be like uh me trying to put on a tuxedo. Um <laughs> you know, me trying to like carry a plate across like a restaurant. Like the 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 the, the uh the possibilities are endless. Uh, you know, wiping your ass wiping my ass or like t- today at my kid at the playground my kid took off his shoes and his shirt for some reason and was running around the playground uh in bare feet and and shirtless and i had to like put his clothes back on that was a whole um uh, to do you know like it it could be i i'm telling you it's a good thing you only have one kid what if you had two kids I, dude dude i'll tell you what we me and my wife uh we 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 my uh, wife we, me and my wife, we did uh, my wife. fertility and all that stuff. And they, they give you the the thing when, when my wife did it. She she made me sort of the keeper of all the records. And like the doctor and the nurses would tell me the test results and all the thing. And I would re- re- relay it to my wife. So like they told me that my wife was pregnant. And she, I knew before she did. So they told me. And they have this like H 
test or whatever. And I asked the nurse, I was like, well, what's the test score? Uh, and she's like, oh, it's, it's 6,000. So I go online and I'm like, what does that mean? And the test score for my wife, there was like a 96% chance that it was twins. So like I told my wife, I was like, you need to mentally prepare yourself that we are fucking having <laughs> twins. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm telling you, the test score says we are having fucking twins. I'm mentally ready. So when the doctor does the little uh, scan and the, and he goes over and it's the two little embryos in there, I'm not going to pass out. You I'll need to be around. mentally ready. It ended up not being. But Dave, I don't yeah. think I don't think I could. Two of them kids? No, no. I, it'd be it'd be over. I tell you what we I tell you what we wouldn't be having if I had two kids. We wouldn't be having this fucking podcast. That's for sure. I'm actually sitting here though, thinking though, like it's amazing. Like we've been doing this podcast so long. Like I remember, I you know I remember before you had a kid. I remember you and Sally like going through the yeah, right. IVF stuff and. Uh, you know, not even being successful at first. Oh, I think. I'll tell you this too, Dave. I mean, like we've been through it all. I, at, at my work, I, I am like kids. IVF fertility Obi Wan Kenobi. Like women in the office will come to me and like ask me questions. If you want to know anything about IVF, like I'm the man. Like I know, like as much useless information of of the things about the saints that I know. I know all kinds of useful things about IVS. You can tell, you can ask me anything. I, I know it all. It, it's frightening. Uh, but no one, no one cares. But it's been a long time, Dave, right? It's been, you know, that took years. And then we, my kid's fucking five now. Going on, going to, he'll be in, he'll be in, uh, he'll be in kindergarten in August. God wow. willing. That's totally wild. So, uh, so Thomas, as we, uh, as we uh, digress after we played the music, <laughs> I'm sure Thomas... Never even asked the question. We're already yeah. on the second loop. On so, the take so, it to the top, man. So here, so here, here we go. What next? Andrew wanted us we to have stop. already gone off the rails. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew wanted, wanted us to, to pot down the music. <laughs> and we didn't even pot down. I don't even hear the music, though, so it must be super duper low. But uh, Thomas, fire the first question out. Oh my god. Okay, first question uh, from Balky. Has Jameis one of one figured out how Jameis can unblock the Suez Canal? I don't know if that's how you pronounce <laughs> Suez Canal in uh, English. Suez. Um I, I would say Jameis one of one we, and I make the joke over and over again find some find someone in life that loves you as much as Jameis one of one loves Jameis Winston <laughs> but here's the thing Dave and I do I do think he's right about this you know we I saw um, something about Sean Payton thinking about co taking Kyle Trask and when I read the comments and different things on PFT there is a perception out there that Jameis Winston is this terrible quarterback and the Saints had absolutely no plan to replace Drew Brees. Like, and I'm not saying Jameis is good or even I don't even know what he'd become, but there's this perception out there that Jameis is like horrifically bad. And I don't know if it's a combination of Brady winning the Super Bowl or the 30 interceptions, but like I feel like the perception on the internet is that like Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton are better options than Jameis Winston, which seems ridiculous to me. 
Hey, look, this whole Jameis Winston thing is, it's a really unique situation. I mean, obviously, everybody is basing their opinion of Jameis Winston on what they saw in Tampa Bay. Uh, and that's fair that they're allowed to do that. You know, there's nothing else that you really can base your opinion on. But I look, I just, I, I, I trust Sean Payton. I mean, obviously, Sean Payton has had Drew Brees his entire head coaching career while he's been in New Orleans. But he, when Drew's been out, he's he's had Teddy. And Teddy's won four games, and he's had Taysom, and Taysom won three games or whatever. Um, and uh, so far, it looks like they believe that Jameis is the guy. And there is no way that I am going to that I'm going to second guess John fucking Payton <laughs> uh, on who he thinks uh, is is good enough to be the starting quarterback of the Saints. And I mean, right now, I think it looks like they believe that it's, uh, that it's Jameis Winston. And I, and I would, and I'm not going to, I'm, there's, there's no way that I'm going to doubt that. And I'll say this too. If you want to get excited about Jameis, listen to the hus, the huddle and flow podcast on Mm NFL.com. It's Steve Weish and another guy who I forget. They interviewed Jameis for about an hour and if you want to get excited about a guy, listen to that podcast. Like he's really open and self-aware, really about you know I turn the ball over a shit ton and I gotta I gotta stop that. And but he he really it, to me it shows growth. It showed you know he talked about to me Dave that was something that was really interesting. He talked about how Drew Brees. Uh, he was when the Saints were playing the Raiders, right? And they were losing by a couple of touchdowns. And Jameis was like, "Listen, I know that you talk about process, 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 but you're down two fucking scores. You got to start pushing the ball down the field, and you got to score faster." And afterward, Drew was like, "No, nah, man, I got to run this offense as efficiently as possible, and you got to make the right decision on every play. And if you make the right decision and you have the right process," eventually it's going to work out in your favor and you got to focus on the process and making the right decision. And I think Jameis, like when he talks about those things, like he's not just doing lip service. I really think the year around Drew Brees sort of showed him like, oh, I got to do it this way. Not exactly like Drew, but I got to focus and do these things better. And it just got me, it got me really excited about Jameis. And you know me, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm full on Jason, Jameis Winston train. So you're eating the W. I want to, yeah, he's eating the W. I want to, well, I want to, I want to amend what I was saying. I I believe that Peyton, Peyton believes that Jameis has the potential to be uh, you know, a franchise quarterback, but I, I think Peyton is obviously, obviously they've only signed him to a one-year contract, so they certainly have plenty of uh, options, and they can move in a whole other direction after this season if they don't like what they see from James, from from Jameis, or even Taysom, or whatever they want to do. War got forced as that um, question was from last week. Is that true? So I'm. 
That, that's that's completely on brand for this podcast. So I mean, I I, I don't I don't think that 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 Peyton is dumb enough to. I don't think that they're going to put all their eggs in Jameis's basket. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be looking at other options at quarterback. But I I, I do. I'm. I, I do believe that Sean Payton thinks that Jameis at least has the possibility to, to be a good quarterback. And here's the thing: the other interesting thing Jameis said, and he he did it jokingly, but you could tell he was serious. He's like, I think I can stay with the Saints, and I'm not gonna make the, I'm not gonna make that much money this year, but I am going to fucking kill it with the Saints, and then I'm going to make mega. Mega fucking money. Oh, and right when the TV money kicks in, right? <laughs> I so, mean, he's definitely he's bet on, he's bet on himself. He has definitely, you know, he's gone all in, pushed all his chips on the Jameis Winston, uh, you know, square on the roulette uh, <laughs> table. That's, that's, that's correct. Uh, I mean, he's 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 all in on himself, and. Uh, Honestly, I think it's I think it's going to go either one way or the other. I think it, I, I think it's I think it's either going to be wildly successful or it's going to go wildly bad for him. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if there's any I don't know if there's any middle ground there. Here's in, the in this here's situation. the here's the question. Then we'll get to the next one, Dave. Let's say the Saints go nine and seven, and Jameis is. Jameis Winston. He's very, very Jameis-y. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, a lot of interceptions. But the Saints sneak into the playoffs at nine and Wait, seven. Wait, nine and seven. And Wait, then is it ten and seven? Ten and seven. Right. Ten. I guess it would be. I guess it would be ten and seven now. So then Jameis gets ridiculously fucking hot, and the Saints almost make the Super Bowl. Do you pay him if he's the exact same dude he's been for five years? But he got really hot and almost got you the Super Bowl. Do you pay him? Like that to me is probably the scenario that happens because that's the most difficult to make you up your mind. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously the Saint, you know, Peyton and the and the Saints and the, the coaches, they're there every day. They're practicing with him. They know his mindset. They know his mentality. They know his work ethic. I mean, all that, all that's, that's, that's like 80% of it. To me, that, that's what it's all about. It's all about your mindset. It's all about your work ethic. Uh, it, it's, 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 if I was a coach, if I was a GM, if I was a team owner, it, to me, it would be so, it would be so little about your arm strength or your ball speed. It would be way more about your work ethic and your decision-making and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that is so much more important. And uh, so, but, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Do they pay him? I don't It's going to be, here's the, here's the thing that I, I, I Thomas God, I put up a funny, I don't want to be in that situation. Thomas put up a funny tweet way, way, way earlier that I totally forgot about. The NFL announced that the 17th game is official and the Saints will be going to the Tennessee Titans uh, for the 17th game. And I tweeted out, this is concerning to me, Dave, because the last time the Saints went to Tennessee with a Florida State quarterback, the Tennessee mascot tried to murder 
said Saints quarterback from Florida State by rolling over him with a golf cart. That's right. It's Adrian Adrian McPherson. McPherson. He was a Florida State quarterback? He was. So I worry for Jameis. He needs to keep he needs to keep his head on a swivel because that mascot from Tennessee has bloodlust for Florida State quarterbacks. I think I remember watching Adrian. Did Adrian McPherson get regular season playing time no, at the he, end of the 05 season? I don't think like so. Like the LSU games? Did he? I don't know. No, think, that was Todd Bauman. Adrian McPherson did line oh, up right. under guard in a preseason game. Really? He's no he's known for that too. So Thomas, wow. that's great. That's a uh, great work by you for pulling up that uh, tweet again for the visuals for the people on the YouTubes. What next? Uh, next is from uh, Badrich. Can you rate your top five prospects based on their name alone? Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, this is this is for signed. you and you only. That's I right. mean. <laughs> Omusa Koromoa, he's got to be. Wow. <laughs> he's got to be. He's is, gotta, is, is he in your top five? He's got to be number one because he's potentially. Um, he's potentially. It they sounds got, like you pronounced it correctly, though. I mean, that was pretty good. Uh, Trill Jackson is also in my top five just because I like saying Trill Williams from Syracuse just because his name is Trill. And I think, I think anybody named Trill has the potential to be a great corner. So so he's in he's in my uh he's in my top five. Um you know, the other ones I haven't really studied. The thing is I want they need also a name that like Kamara or Kamara that can go either way. Those are the ones that, that scare me almost as much as like the guy uh Passawa. Anzalone. Yeah, Anzalone. like those are the ones that's Anal, anal zone. Yeah, anal zone. like they can go zone. either way and it's like six years later and I'm I'm doing both because I still do it with Camara, Camara. <laughs> it depends on the day. So so I can't give you five, but I'll give you three. Like those are the ones that scare me. Like the, the really complicated, hyphenated three. And they have, that, they have that defensive end guy. It starts with an A. He's got so many fucking vowels in his name. I, uh, I don't even know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pull it up. It was a tweet. I did a poll and I asked people which which uh, I think Andrew did this because he's a jerk. Where he he asked people <laughs> what uh, what name would you allow, would you enjoy Ralph having a mispronounce um, mispronounce mode. Here it is. This dude Adeto Kunaba Agundaja like. That name, dude. I don't even know. Or Afidio Melifanoa. Hey, check the timestamp on this. And then, just to be just to be a total dick, after putting those three names, he put in Josh Myers. What a fucking asshole this guy is. J- Josh Myers won. Yeah, and Josh Myers. Wonderful. Josh Myers won. What a. I voted Josh Myers. What a jerk. <laughs> So, so Thomas. What next? Wait, wait. I, ha- I, 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 wait, wait. Let me show that 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 tweet. Just, just one second. Yeah, the poll. It's just, it's just. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like everybody, everybody on this podcast gets made fun of, but for some reason, there there's is. like, there's like a free reign. There it is. Of just like, let's just pile on the cripple. 
Let's just pile on him. He can't pronounce names. He, he can't walk. He can't juggle because he's only got one good arm. You know, y'all just y'all just go at me relentlessly. Um, the third guy I think is a corner too. So like all these guys are in play for the Saints, Dave. This this <laughs> this is like this might be my nightmare draft. Of, of the Saints, yeah. seriously. Because we always have a bunch of names that they can't pronounce. But this year, they have a bunch of names that I can't pronounce. And they slide to needs that the Saints could have. It, it could be my nightmare draft. Yeah, yeah you, need to be, you need to be praying for Josh Myers. <laughs> All right, Thomas. What next? Yeah. Final question from Monadula. He finally made it. <laughs> uh, Monadula. Is Tomas going to keep Tomas. on censuring my questions until I ask one that has the right level of insult to Ralph? Well, Thomas, take it insult? away. This is for you, Thomas. So answer him. Yeah, yeah. You've got to step up your game, Monadula. Yeah. I feel like... You've been slacking. I feel like... Well, this, this question doesn't even have an insult to Ralph. It doesn't. I feel like Thomas yeah, and I, Monadula. I took pity on him. <laughs> I feel like Thomas and Monadula are having some sort of European hundred-year war between the two of them. That that's news to me. That that it's feud. That feud is just going to go on and on. Where's Where's Monadula? Like Norway? Something? No, he's a, he's a, he's, <laughs> the the Netherlands. he's the Netherlands, Norway. man. <laughs> Close enough. Oh, the Netherlands. He Netherlands. he he loves the Netherlands. The, he loves the Netherlands as much as any person that I have ever encountered on the twi- on the Twitters loves their country. Like you could find the most American Roy Green, I am proud to be an American, and they don't love America as much as Monadula loves Norway. I mean, uh, the Netherlands. He he is <laughs> He whatever colors are for the Netherlands, like orange, He's from Norway from or mayonnaise, whatever they bleed, he bleeds it. Like people in America, we bleed red, white, and blue. Whatever colors Nor uh, the Netherlands bleed, and Monadula, he bleeds them. He is fucking <laughs> orange, orange. <laughs> he has, he has like. He hates Trump, but he bleeds orange. No, hold on, wait, wait, wait. but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say one. I gotta say one thing about Monadula though, but he has uh, he's gonna have he's gonna get a big head after after this. There but he is. After now that we're talking about him on the podcast. But he has like the dumbest sense of humor. He's got like he's got his his sense of humor is like dumber than dad humor. Like the other day I asked where I could buy crushed ice and his response to that was just get a block of ice and then tell you you love it and then abandon it. Like <laughs> emotionally like his joke was like <laughs> That's like good. You could emotion- I like that joke. No, it's, it's I so like that joke stuff. Once that you become so a fucking That is so terrible. It's the worst fucking- Hey Tomas, <laughs> check the timestamp on this. That's the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you've just lost one follower from Norway. <laughs> I mean, the, the Netherlands. Monadula is going to send you a, a, a 9,000 uh, word DM and then what block, you, then block I'll be you. Sure not to re- I'll be sure not to read that. So, 
Before we get out of here, I mean, I, look, wait, wait, wait. Well, I mean, I don't want to end on that. I mean, no. I, I look, I, I appreciate him. We as love, a I love, I love Monadula. He's been Monadula has been a patron. He's like of like the first fifty people that started paying for this little podcast when we started doing it back in the day right. on Podbean. Yeah, right. Like he was one of the people. So like we love Monadula. He's just he's straight. He, he's one of those those corny jokes. Corny, corny jokes. jokes. He's 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 very he's very challenging i feel like even though he speaks english like it's not quite an english that i understand but i love i love monadula i just try to like whenever i say something positive about america he always has to like hop on and top it with something from uh from the netherlands you know he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't like my uh he doesn't like my love of america he thinks i'm over the top and he needs he tries to put me in his place with uh with the netherlands and then i always tweet back without america you'd be speaking german buddy and then we and then it just it just it just goes from there that's what that's where it goes that's my go that's my go to insult for monadula we love you baby we love you we love you monadula <laughs> So uh, I guess Thomas could say that. We and we love the US of A. Well, the US of A. Yeah. Right? We need we need when we talk about it, you need to get the no that Thomas I was going to say you need to get uh, I'm proud to be an American but if you play even five seconds of it we'll get a copyright yeah, yeah, infringement yeah. from YouTube <laughs> yeah. and we're already we're already on like strike forty seven so we can't we can't have another copyright infringement from YouTube. This um, is a very international podcast. Though. We are look listen. I want to say we're number one and we're number we're number two in Malta. We're number we're, two now. We're number yeah, eighteen in South there. Korea. We're number one hundred and thirty-seven in France. By the way, Andrew speaks like fluent French, and we can't even crack the top fifty. That's some bullshit. So we're, so we're 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 internationally renowned. As I just burp a beer up. But before we get out of here, I want to say to everybody, patrons. Please support the show. If you're on the YouTube channel and you're seeing this live or you find us on the YouTube, you see we have great production values, better than other other Saints podcasts. They might have a little bit better audio or whatever the fuck, but they don't have graphics and tweets and graphics that Thomas makes and videos and all that. They don't do none of that. We have Thomas doing that because you guys support the show. Become a patron. Support the sponsors that we have that are commercials for the podcast. And it allows us to grow and do fun shit. So do it. Support us. We, we, we thank you. And if you don't like the fucking commercials, become a patron and you get the commercial-free version RSS feed. Do it. It's seven bucks. Come on. So, Thomas, fire up the music and uh, we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, Kev, Dave, as we get out of here, people in the chat mm-hmm. want to know, how much candy, how much in pounds of candy did you think you consumed today? Uh, I mixed in a little bit. It wasn't all candy today, actually. I mixed in a little bit of ice cream and some whipped cream and strawberries. Uh, but... Uh, it's still uh, it's early it's only 10 30 i got like another hour before i go to bed so uh we'll see what i can pack in before uh my head hits the pillow uh, yeah so and by the way we have amazing fucking ridiculous content for patrons because andrew being on vacation we recorded a couple of podcasts on all lsu draft just crazy fun stuff that only patrons are going to get early. So become a patron. It's amazing. So for Dave, for Kevin, who's uh, with his lady doctor friend, for Andrew, who's passed out 
uh, on a porch in Hilton Head for Thomas running everything seamlessly in Poland like he always does. He's amazing. Uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>